We're the seven. Earth's most mighty, motherfucker. Please, 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 no, please. Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Hello and welcome to the Explosion Network spoiler review discussion of The Boys Season 1 Amazon show. Uh, my name's Dylan Blight. Joining me, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here to talk about Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Wow, you're just up, you just made, I just, was that? Oh, I just heard like 16 different people cry from apartments all around the world. In, in, in tears of even being teased. Yeah, we get, this is going to get a lot of dislikes, but... Yeah, we just hit <laughs> the dislike ratio. Just don't even joke, they said. Don't even joke. That's what we want. That's what our life is about. We need the Snyder Cut. Uh, we're not here to talk about the Snyder Cut, of course. So we are here to talk about the boys. Uh, and you the can boys. Have, the boys. You can watch this over at ExplosionNetwork.com or YouTube.com slash ExplosionNetwork uh, if you would like to see our pretty faces while doing so. Or if you'd rather just listen to the show, of course, it is available as well as all of our review discussions by searching for review discussions on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher or whatever else you want to check out so the boys is a comic book series that was originally run by gareth ennis and Derek robertson um released between 2000 oh fuck i can't even remember i should have, i had it here somewhere 2002 three or something like that i think to 2006 um, to 2012 there we go 2006 to 2012 um and this is an adaptation a very loose adaptation i think is fair to say um if you've read or have gone to look at the comics at all after checking out the show um it's another series though that is developed by uh, seth rogan and evan goldberg uh because they also did preacher which is another gareth ennis comic book um except for the showrunner for this show is Eric Kripke, 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 who Kripke, is, yeah. Kripke, who has previously done Supernatural, and he is the main uh, showrunner of The Boys. So mm -hmm. there's all some behind-the-scenes factuals for you. Um, in many ways, I think the comic, though, is like Mark Millar before Mark Millar. Like a lot of people probably... A lot of people who don't read comics, I guess, like watched the movie Kick-Ass in like 2008, and that was probably their first example of like violent take on yeah. superheroes you know what i mean but this is this edgy predates obviously so yeah um similar sorts of tones just. and stuff like that hey just just. Yeah, just 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 for sure but still um it's superhero stuff but it's rated r there's lots of swearing all sorts of swearing it's very violent um fitting on amazon i think is a good place because you could never adapt this comic book well on um normal, normal no show. definitely not on like national TV, like cable, cable like TV, network or, TV, yeah, barely on cable. I think, I think, yeah, it would only be like HBO or something. Would be, apart from streaming services, the only place this could go would be HBO, obviously. So, um, yeah, Amazon's doing good here. Um, Amazon's doing a lot lately to try and pick up some new shows. So I think that's really interesting. They've got this plus a uh, Carnival, whatever, coming out shortly next Carnival month, Ray. this month, yeah. I think, or whatever. Yeah, this month, later this month. Um, so they're doing lots of interesting and new things. Um, and although i i've only read the first that's my my comic book history of this is i'd only read the first volume uh like a year ago when they originally announced the show that's when i checked out the first volume i thought it was okay it didn't grab me enough to like buy the second one straight away or anything like that i was like yeah i'll, I'll get back to this eventually but it didn't like hook me hugely i will say that i've since gone and brought volumes two through six or something i think i just grab so i've got like a i'm working my way through the rest now because the show has made me want to actually go back and read that which is 
basically is exactly what happened with Preacher as well, where I read the first volume and I was like, eh, whatever. And then I watched the TV show and I was like, ah, fuck it. Just, I'll, I, this makes me want to finish the rest now. Um, but this, I know I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, like raving, saying this is their best, you know, this is the best TV show of the year. This is a favorite. I think that's like a very hyperbolic, a, a very core audience of like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to like, people who don't watch a lot of TV shows or something. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, <laughs> yep. These people aren't watching stuff that I would describe as the best TV shows of the year, like, which is currently like my Chernobyl's and, um, dark season two on Netflix is like my thing. Yeah. You know, like okay. this is a very, a very different audience. I feel. And a lot of people I see being like, this is the best show. And I'm not trying to say the season's bad. This show's bad. I just don't think it's close to, it's, it's not a 10. No, it's no, it's by far not 10. I enjoyed the season. I think the thing that I enjoyed most about this show is simply just uh, seeing these characters and just living somewhat with these characters over eight episodes. I don't think this season does a lot story-wise. I think in a lot of ways, this season actually just feels like a prologue season, you know, like to set up, it sets up a lot of things. It gets the team yeah. together because it takes many, it takes like half the season to even get to the female and before you even got all the team members set up. Uh, yeah. The comic book, these are all characters with history together. They're getting the team back and they get Huey yeah, in. They've changed the history of the team. Yeah, they changed the history well. and their dynamic a lot for this. So that means, yeah, so I, I just feel like it just feels like a prologue in a lot of ways. Um, but I enjoyed it. What are your overall feel, uh, thoughts on the, the show though? And what are, what's your current book history as well? Like, Yeah, I think I went back. I think I read up to about issue 40, 47 or something like that on digitally or whatever. Uh, and then I just sort of dropped off and started reading something else. Uh, but I have gone back and I think I've read about 20 something issues since the Do you restart <laughs> series. it or? Yeah, restarted just okay. to see the comparison. And uh, yeah, I would say they've improved on it in the best ways they possibly could uh, and made it possible for this show to be, I think. <laughs> um, I enjoyed the entire season. Yeah, I thought it, it really solid, had a, tone that made it stand out with so oversaturated with superhero stuff that mm-hmm. obviously this is so different to everything else that we've gotten so far so it was enough it was very it, and it was short but uh it definitely feels like there's room for more even though they've yeah it feels like a mishmash of a bunch of stories but they like getting the cream of the content uh, put into this first season and i enjoyed the different twists from the original take of the stories original because comic, yeah 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 i think um I suppose for anyone who hasn't checked out the comic after watching it or had never read the comic book originally, the thing about the main comic, and this goes is somewhat the same, I guess, for Preacher as well, is that they're just comics written all the time and that you get, they're just trying to be edgy. They're written to be edgy. Yeah. Um, also, I'll note that the boys could not come out today because there is a lot of... There's a lot of homophobic stuff. Yeah. And Pre- Preacher is very much the same as well lots of jokes and um storylines doing stuff there that just would not work today at all uh but also like even apart from that just there's not much character building and stuff it is just more about the jokes even if the jokes aren't funny they're just like yeah about boundary pushing stuff whereas this show obviously it adds a lot more human to the characters and story and i mean everyone yeah. even the seven the boys whoever so um the changes to the female story instead of just being this like kind of stereotypical Force of nature, yeah. Asia, uh, 
silent Asian girl or whatever assassin you want to call it, person, um, yeah. assassin character, which is a stereotype. As much as people don't want to believe it is, it is. Um, instead of just being that, they add a lot more uh, a reason to that in the the TV show version and like why yeah. and these sorts of things. Um, they add more to even just Billy. Uh, they make Huey more interesting. And Huey in the comic is probably the, the character that I get so far as much as I've read because I'm up to like, um, I went back, reread the first volume and now I'm nearly finished the second one. It's like up until that point, Huey's like the, the person who's got the most going for him because at least he has the, like the whole girlfriend thing. The The comic starts the same way the TV show does with Huey's uh, girlfriend dying to A-Train and stuff Except, like that. You so know, he's not Scottish anymore. Yeah. Which I think is a good move. It felt weird for him to just be ripped away from Scotland and brought to America at the start of the series. Felt weird. Yeah. It doesn't make much sense. And before we dive into, because I want to go over all the boys and discuss what we thought about each character's separate stories and um, the actors and so on, and then do the same for the seven. Before we go over that, I just, because I'm not going to go over every single side character and bit piece and stuff, but the one great piece of trivia and casting they did for this show is casting Simon Pegg as Huey's dad. Um, And that's solely because when the comic was being made, they, uh, the character of Huey was based on Simon Pegg's, uh, like appearance or yeah. yeah appearance however you want to word it um word it. so and he, he very much if you go look up what huey looks like in a comic it, you can tell it was based on simon peck and in the rereading the first volume uh of a week because i completely forgot about this it, they even note that there's an opening simon peck has an opening what you would he call does it? a forward or something forward yeah simon peck has a forward talking about how he found out his likeness was being used and all these other things so um him being cast as Huey's dad is kind of this like fun nod to, of course, no, it's not, yeah. the history of the comic and uh, the people that read the comic as well. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, all right. So let's jump in and go over the boys themselves. Themselves. Sorry. So you got Jack Quaid as Huey, first and foremost, up front, who joins the group kind of unwillingly. Uh, he never, even the, 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 the first second Billy shows up and, kind of hooks him in and then even up until he he never joins the group much like he does in the comic even even in the comic he has a point where he's like nah fuck this i might go home but then he takes a couple of days walks around the park for yeah. a weekend and then he, he he joins up the group and even up until that, that point you could tell that the the huey in the comic is a lot more into the shit that they're going to be doing the violence yeah. the the nature of the job i guess however you want to word it the huey that we get in the TV show is a lot more of a normal, normal old Joe Blow or however you want to call yeah. it. Works at a fucking convenience store. Uh, no, electrical store, security store, I guess. Um, has a g- girlfriend as the show starts, of course. They're talking about get, moving in together and setting up a life. He grew up loving these superheroes. He has posters of them on his wall and all these sorts of things. So he seems like a very normal person living within this world. And then, of course, his whole world gets turned upside down. And throughout the show goes on i wouldn't say he becomes more fully more comfortable with the violence and the what's happening but the way he's naturally progressing to being part of the team makes a lot more sense and allows you to see the kind of characters instead of just being like oh he's yeah fuck it let's just kill these people and do what we need to do like um the way he deals with blowing up what the fuck is his name uh, I've got it written here. What translucent. Is, translucent. The way he deals with blowing up translucent, which is a change from the comic books that he was never part of the seven either. But the yeah. way um, they deal with blowing him up and these sorts of things, just he kind of has like builds up to that and then 
he has like all these blackouts before that or whatever you want to call them and these sorts of things so yeah what did you think of uh jack quaid as the the protagonist or whatever the star yeah, of the show and- he was a good entry point for people into this world um it definitely felt more natural his integration into the boys and sort of he's i guess in this iteration he's a founding member i guess like he was more involved in the foundation of the the boys yeah well they say they he, well i mean really it starts with billy using him to get for the sole purpose of trying to get a uh, tracking or a yeah. listening device in the sevens inside the sevens yeah yeah and so. he's he's used straight yeah yeah you're right he's used straight away but then um you know then things happen and uh he has no choice but to stick around <laughs> yeah basically yeah yeah I, I enjoyed him and um I thought he was quite good. It's it's not like it's not like that stereotypical weak nerdy character, whatever you want to call it. It's, no. it's just he has it, some value. Yeah, it's it, he's smart and he's whatever. He's not like dorky or whatever. He's he's just not the tough bro dude like the a lot of other characters or whatever. So yeah, fits in quite, quite well, I think. Um, next person we have is Lazar Alonso as Mother's Milk. So we know we don't actually get to know much about. The, this character no. in the show we know that he has history with billy we know that he worked on the team in the past we know that he has a family he has a wife and daughter who he fucks billy co- kind of causes him to fuck everything up there this this season and good change from the comics as well because in like the comics his daughter's like a a stereotype as well really bad like stereotypical teenager or something uh, that's oh like, yeah 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 actually i remember now yeah um they uh, it, 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 they mention something though, unless I miss something. They do at some stage mention that he has a reason to want to go after superheroes, like that they all do, of course. But I didn't, unless I missed it. Like they never in the show. I don't think they did explain what that is. They didn't do that, and they didn't explain why he's called Mother's Milk. Which... Yeah, well, they don't really need to fuck it. Like it's a nickname. Just leave it. Leave it a guessing guess. game. Leave it a guessing game. <laughs> I mean, he never shows any reason why he would be called Mother's Milk. I guess you know? so. Yeah. Yeah. Season two. Coming that, soon. That's the thing I also mentioned that obviously in the comic books, they're all super, super strong. Like they all get used the compound V or whatever. That's the name of the thing. So they're all like super strong so they can actually fight the superiors in this. They're just normal. Well, for the most part. They said when they announced the show, they were going to try to make this more grounded as far as you can go with the, with the concept, with yeah. the concept as it is. I still doesn't don't think that doesn't mean that in season two that's not a rail a road they could go down, you know? Yeah. That compound V is, is, is in the show and they at some stage are gonna have to fight fight the seven, especially Homelander, yeah. obviously. How the fuck do they do that with <laughs> if they don't discover a way to be able to fight them on their level, you know? So yeah. I don't know if that counts as a spoiler <laughs> or not, but no, I mean yeah. that's literally issue one of it's the just logic comic so <laughs> um yeah uh yeah mother's milk fine interesting he's kind of like one of the more grounding members like he seems like a pretty down to earth the voice of reason do yeah voice of reason yeah that's a good way to go about it um then we have tomo capone 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 yep. uh as frenchy who they make a lot of changes i guess from the comic the comic in this he's uh, a lot smarter um nicer you can understand what he's saying yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's uh like he, he's his whole relationship with the the female is shows that he has 
like a passionate side to him and these sorts of things. Like he's a lot more layered yeah. character. Um, he's a weapons expert. We know that much. That's kind of, I guess what his job title would be on the team, like weapons expert yeah. or something, I guess, but he's a lot more layered of a character. Whereas in the comic book, he is just this, him and the female are the muscle, you know, they're the go crazy, fucking kill everyone. Do it. Do what you need to do. Blow shit up. And you can't understand what he's saying half the time. Cause they do this very st- they write him as this very like stereotypical. Well, everything in that comic is written stereotypical. Let's be honest. And they write him as this very stereotypical like Frenchman, and he's just constantly like, oh, you know, saying all these very French say- sayings and and stuff. But, um, but yeah, he's a. I, I really really enjoyed him, and I really enjoyed the character, the changes they made to him, and I really enjoyed especially the stuff they do with him and the the female, and show that he has this this uh passionate side to him and 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 that passionate side is relevant for the history between him and mother's milk because we gather that that passionate side that he's had uh was the reason that something went awry uh last time they got this team together which caused um i can't remember the character's name mallory mallory yeah which called which they changed from a male to a female from the comic as well as another thing another Um, person yeah yeah uh they caused her grandkids to be uh killed and uh, they all blame well mother's milk blames him for which frenchie for uh, we can gather a similar situation because that's why he starts getting really upset about when they're chasing after the female in that episode naya um they change the plan or whatever. Yeah, they change the plan and all these sorts of things. So yeah, I, I quite enjoy it. How, how do you feel about him? Yeah, he was fine. I mean, there wasn't too much to him. Uh, obviously, he's he was just fun. He's got good interactions with like Huey and stuff. Obviously, he set up that uh, he figured out how to blow up translucent at the start, which was amusing. Yeah, it's amusing. That's one way. <laughs> <laughs> one way to put it. Uh, so then we've got Karen Fuka, Fukuhara as the female. Yeah. Uh, which is someone who wasn't experimented on by oh, not the seven, not Homelander put together, I guess, to make terrorists, yeah, the terrorists. to make terrorists. And terrorist what's scripts, yeah. Yes. Turn these terrorists out, which is what she was going to be um, doing eventually, I guess, because she's stolen from this. As we find out, she's stolen from this terrorist, terrorist group over, um, I can't remember the name of Terrace, two Twin Dragons or something like that. I can't remember now. But um, but we find out that <laughs> the reason she was part of them in the original, in, originally was because she was stolen from her family anyway. Like she was stolen yep. from then, forced to join a terrorist group, and then stolen from terrorist group, experimented on, and forced to nearly go to be a terrorist, unwillingly turned into a villain. So she's got a pretty yeah. fucked up uh, history. history, which is uh, really sad, of course. So... Uh, she doesn't get much. She shows up really later in the season, but I like the couple scenes we do get to see of her, like kind of growing as a character and becoming more comfortable with everyone. And um, that's what I'm saying, her relationship with Frenchie and these sorts of things. And then even that last scene she gets in the hotel room before they get captured with her, like um, combing her hair and like kind of rediscovering herself and getting out of like, I guess the good description would be the feral, the feral state she was in, I guess. yeah. Yeah. Um, she's like coming out of that there. So I, I thought all that was really good. And, you know, once again, another really good change from the comic, I feel. they've She's more of an actual character, not just a stereotype, not just this wild beast thing that's like, oh, she works for the fucking mob and she kills people and whatever else. So Yeah, uh, so they moved it to be more of an origin story, which I think works better. Works better. Well, I guess in the comics, it was like she was a she was there and she was like, a force of nature like you didn't know anything about her for a while so in that in that iteration worked 
because there was such a history behind the past team uh, where there doesn't seem to be as much focus on it this time. The yeah. past, uh, what happened in the past. No, I, I feel like they kept teasing stuff about the past in this, but then of course they see it. You see Mallory in episode seven or whatever, and they kind of confront that yeah. and deal with that. And it's like, you don't need to know more about what happened. It doesn't matter. They, they, they kind of confronted it. It's, it's, it's over now. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel she's yeah she's quite good. She's most known, I guess. Most people may recognize her. She was Katana in um, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Is what she would be known for, I guess. Uh, then, of course, the the leader of the boys, Carl Urban, as Billy Butch himself. Uh, the main reason, the main love for this show, you know, he's definitely. I, I feel like you could be like, oh, but you know, Anthony Anthony Starr as Homeland is a standout as the leader of the Seven, or. Carl Urban is a standout as the leader of the boys. Both kind of are the, to me, the biggest and best performances uh, and draws, yeah. yeah, of the of the show. But yeah, Carl Urban really eats up this this performance. He really, you know, it's he, he yeah. puts it on, and you have to because I mean the character's written that way in the comic. You know, they're not. It is. It is even somewhat toned down from the comic. It is toned down. <laughs> and like, it still seems- In the comics, he's like banging the FBI director every other yeah. comic, so- Yeah, fucking come here, you fucking slag. Oh, fuck you. You want to fuck me? Don't you? you know, like- Yeah, and really, yeah. So it is terms and that sort of stuff, so- Yeah. It is toned down, but it's it's saying something where it's like, it's toned down, but he's still just so like- Still got the same energy or whatever. Yeah, the same, whatever you want to call it. And he's really, really good. I mean, I, I like Carl Urban. I, I think he has great range. He's proved to have great range. And I think this just adds to it because in my mind, you can look at him in like fucking Star Trek and then compare it to like Judge Dredd. And I'm like, I love him in both He played things. a whole movie where he had helmet on his face. Yeah. And he was great. Skills. <laughs> and then, yeah, seeing him in this, I'm just like, yeah, Carl Urban is underrated actor i think and yeah. maybe not after this maybe this is the thing where people are like yeah carl Urban's really fucking great but um I, perfect casting i guess is now is, is the thing yeah. for him he, he he's does an absolutely fantastic job and he is just a force to be reckoned with throughout this season and i can see him i think the thing that works the most is i can see him face to face like fighting homelander eventually you know i think yeah. that's like the most important thing I, I could believe him eventually kicking. Well, ho- not right now, well, but hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully eventually kicking um, Homeland's ass. But yeah, what what do you think of Carl Urban? Or- I mean, he's Carl Urban. What more do you can ask? <laughs> yeah, great. Everything is is great. Yeah, and he just he felt more focused or more not as much of a psychopath. I feel like as the version in the comics is. Yeah. Uh, he's got, he's well, got a little he, bit of a heart. They get straight into the history. It's like you, you feel for him. You're like. Why is he yeah. being such an asshole? Why is he using these people? But the second they, episode three or whatever, they explain like wife raped by Homelander suddenly went missing. Like you understand his one man mission for revenge. Like you understand like why he's on this, yeah. this road, I guess. So um, it works. And of course uh, <laughs> the, the ending with the reveal and everything that's really like going to throw a spanner of the works yeah. for where we go in season Huge, two. Huge. Because it's completely different to the comics. Yeah. Like the comics is the lie, is what the lie is in the show. That's how what happens. So crazy. Yeah, they they um. In the comics, his the his wife is pregnant with the baby, and it, it aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it aliens, he says. <laughs> and he has to kill it. Yeah. yeah. Uh. 
Yes, I'm really interested where that goes. So then let's get into the seven. So first up, we had uh, Alex Hassel as translucent for three episodes he was in, or whatever it was, two and a half, <laughs> three, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you include the one where they have his remnants? No. Is that inc- included as a no, performance? I don't think that no, then yet. two episodes. <laughs> no, yeah, two episodes. Uh, yeah, he, he was really good. He was like, of course, our like kind of introduction. He was like the the hero we the villain hero, whatever the fuck that we saw the most for those first couple episodes. And it does a good yeah. job of like showing that these guys are fucking pricks. Just listen, to, listen to this guy talking. Cause at first you kind yeah. of, I guess as a viewer, if you don't know, if you're not straight away believing what you're being told, like they are evil. Like you could be like, Oh, maybe, maybe this guy, Billy the butcher is full of shit, but then they get in translucent and then like slowly kind of like as Huey does, you listen to him and it's just like, this guy's so full of him fucking stuff. Like, this, and you keep getting told things that they do and things that they've yeah. done. And he just, he, uh, Hassel does this really good job as playing this snide fucking worm of a character, I guess, you know? Yeah. Pervert and that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that fight, that first fight, like with the Invisible Man pretty much. I thought they pulled that off pretty well. I mean, I presume on set it was just someone in a giant green screen suit. But yeah, when it when you put it to yeah. when you want an invisible person, it's like it works really. It looks cool to watch. <laughs> yeah, shoving an electric uh, wire yeah. up his ass. And I I enjoyed the uh, th- solution to the how do you kill him? Put a bomb up his ass. Yeah, yeah. Like I was watching that ter- turtle video, and that's what made Frenchie think of it. He's like, "It's a fucking turtle video." Yeah, I'll stick dynamite <laughs> up his ass. That's it. That's what I'll do. <laughs> it's obvious. It's so obvious. <laughs> So uh, obvious. Then we have Nathan Mitchell as Black Noir. We know absolutely nothing. I, nothing. We know that that's Nathan Mitchell as Black Noir because that's who's credited. Other than that, we know nothing about Black Noir. No, he does a really good job sitting and looking at uh, Starlight one time. Yeah, and he plays piano once. Oh, no, he does have that fight with uh, the female. <gasps> yeah, he does. He has that fight. That was pretty solid. Fucking thinks, he kill, thinks he's killed her and whatever else. But other than that, he's the, out of all of these characters... Absolute least. He's um, the snake eyes of the series so far. Yeah. So there's really not much to say there. Then we have Chance Crawford as the deep, which is basically yep. the ultimate Aquaman meme come to yep. life. It is every Aquaman joke that everyone has ever made about Aquaman turned to a thing. <laughs> He's fucking trying to save this dolphin, having the cold. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> trying to, the, the one that made me laugh the most actually is the, uh, the Craw the crowfish, what are they called? Um, shellfish thing or whatever it is. The shellfish, shellfish, the crawfish, thing. crawfish, whatever. Or lobster, like, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's like to- the lobster, whatever the fuck. It's like talking to that, and then that dude just like fucking stabs it. Uh, it's pretty <laughs> funny. I will say though, because when we was talking about it originally on what do you want to watch, which you should check out as well. Yeah. And I'd only watched the first episode at that stage, and uh, you and Nick are like, oh, you know, like you, f- you kind of feel for him by the end. I no, no, you didn't because. He's a fucking sexual predator. Fuck him. I mean, you do feel for him because obviously he goes through shit. Big and is like discarded. And, and they downplay what he did a fair bit as well. Like she says, she says in front of everybody, he just showed her junk. No. Or, positioned, or flashed him or whatever. He fucking fought. Like, he forces Starlight to suck his dick. Let's be, let's just say what happened. Yeah, but they never say it after that. No, but I ain't forgetting. What, no. And then, you know, he gets guild fucked. <laughs> that was a weird scene. He asked for that. <laughs> no, he didn't. 
Like he actually didn't. He Karma. said stop and she kept doing it. <laughs> Karma. <laughs> wow. Karma comes around hard when you're a superhero with problems. Yeah, no, I, d- I mean, I understand like in that scene, I guess they're trying to make you as an audience feel like sorry for him, but I'm like, no. You didn't feel anything? No. Yeah. No, I'm like, you're still the I villain. I feel like for most people it would, you, you sort of feel bad for him. He's the villain. In the end. He's a villain. But it doesn't mean he has to be redeemed or anything. I mean, you just feel bad for him a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I'd be interested to see how much he'll be in the next season, if at all, based on- What happens at the end? He shaves yeah, his head he's and pretty his much body just, and- He's just stuck in wherever he's stuck in. Is he That though? place. I can't Is he though? Was. Is he though? We'll find out. I mean, he can just leave anytime he wants, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then we got Jesse T. Usher as A-Train, the speedster who kills Huey's- uh, girlfriend and is our introduction to um, what the fuck is the drug's name? I've already forgot. Compound V. Compound V. Uh, introduction to all that as well. One of the, the heroes we see the most, I guess, I guess, next to... Yeah. Again, completely changed up, sort of completely changed up the character. Yeah, a lot. They took all the dislikable bits, most of the dislikable bits, and gave them to the deep. Yeah. Like the sexual stuff, so. But, well, you have enough reason to dislike him since he's yeah, fucking he killed, killing his girlfriend. His girlfriend. Start, so. Like I, th- I feel like that's a big enough like <laughs> pull for reason for think, the yeah. audience to dislike him. But yeah, um, I think he did a, pr- a pretty good job. I never would. There's no way you could really. I presume he's dead. Maybe he's not. I, I know they kind of leave it as this thing at the end where Starlight's, of course, calling for help and stuff. But I mean, he had heart attack. He's dead. He's gone. He's not coming back. Yeah, I'm gonna say maybe. Who I, knows? What other story does he have to say? If if they manage to keep him alive. He's just gonna be like, oh, she was, she was there, and fucking this was there. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want that. Just have him die, and then have have the storyline be that Homelander and whoever else is like, kind of, did you do suspicious? It? Suspicious, yeah. but they can't do anything, I guess. But yeah, so yeah. that's kind of where I want to see because he goes through the whole story. We get the whole thing where he's addicted to the drugs. He fucking kills his own girlfriend because he's a piece of shit. I'm done. I feel like he yep. he had a he, he's done his story. It's done and over. Yeah. Um, then we got Dominic McElliot, McElligot, McElligot as Queen Maeve, who is, I say, the Wonder Woman equivalent, I guess, Wonder Woman stereotype yep. for the, the show. Her costume very much looks, of course, like a Wonder Woman inspired thing. Um, a character which I think has a lot of potential to grow as the seasons go. For a lot of this season, yep. she doesn't get to do a uh, sweet fuck all, really. It's not until the episode where her and Homelander go onto the plane that you kind of get to see us. You're introduced to the possibility of her being a yep. redeemed hero. Uh, you never actually see her do anything terrible in the show. Um, no. You never see her Other kill than being any- kind of a bitch. That's about it. Yeah, she's, she's a bitch from the get-go to... Uh, Starlight when she comes in and all these sorts of things, but that's not an unredeemable quality. She's complicit in Homelander, like fucking straight up just murdering that person who was shooting people. But once again, in my books, doesn't put her past being, you know, that dude was killing people, you know, so like put her in redeemable quality. And then she's on the plane when everything goes down, but she does want to save people. She's begging for Homelander to help save people. Like you see, you see that she still has the side of, you hear that once upon a time she did like fucking break her arm or whatever, saving, uh, 
catching a car or trying to whatever whatever the the fuck it was and all all these sorts of things so she definitely has the possibility for in season two three four whatever we go to see that character grow and hopefully with the relationship we see set up between her and star um starlight that hopefully starlight would be able to pull her over to the the good side slowly i guess yeah um that could be a way we see it going and maybe the way the show actually ends up happening is you know you got starlighter and fucking uh queen mave and maybe some other superheroes end up coming over to the good side and they're the ones that actually end up fucking taking down homelander or something like that so yeah while we mentioned the plane I, i really liked how they changed that from the comics so in the comics, the plane is one of the planes that's going to go to the Twin Towers for 9-11. Couldn't do that, that's, miss. Couldn't do no, that. Definitely could not. Could yeah, not that would that. be fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then they also worked it in a way that it progresses that uh, military storyline. So. Oh, yeah. the way yeah, It works. Story-wise, it works well on many levels, that plane thing, because it shows you how fucked up Homelander is. And it shows you aside that there is redeemable qualities to Queen Maeve. And then when you see Homelander come down, you get just to see how sneaky, snidey, or whatever you want to call it, he is. That how he much tur- of a son of a bitch he is. Yeah, yeah, he turns it around and turns it into that news speech and like how, how he plays it all and all these sorts of things. So yeah, that yeah. Whole, that whole plane thing I think shows is very good on many story elements and story beats there. Um, so then we have Aaron Moriarty as Annie January slash Starlight. She is, her role is improved a lot from the comic. I mean, her, her role in the comic is sort of similar, I guess. Like she's this side story adjacent to the story of Huey. But in the TV yeah. show, it's more, we get more of a 50-50. Maybe not. She's direct. got more agency. Yes. And what she's going through and the way her story is like interwining around Huey's and these and whatever else. And um, yeah she's just a very relatable character and it, it also is really good to have her as a character introduced to the audience so it is like okay here's the world where all the the superheroes are villains and stuff but straight away you have her and so as an audience you're like but they're not you know so straight away it fills you with hope i guess as an audience member that they're not all fu- they're not all born villains it's just yeah, they're terrible. all twisted or turned or whatever they they make their own choices to become villains they for whatever reason these are all bad people with superpowers but there are good people with superpowers and starlight is one of them and um yeah i thought she did a i thought uh aaron was really really good in this role i, I yeah. quite enjoyed her what do you, what do you- I, I enjoyed that her character allowed us to see like the corporate side of the superhero company for america how they're like they make her wear this skimpy outfit because they think that'll make her more popular. And then everything that every action they do is uh, ratings tested and that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. I thought it was really good. She did a great job. Uh, she was probably, she's probably like the most good character on the show. Yeah. Well, she is the, uh, the best. Yeah. I, I guess the, the only good character. Cause he always, of course does some fucked up shit. Yeah. He murdered somebody. He murdered. Somebody, uh, yeah. But yeah, she's good. Uh, yeah. And she's, you, you're really glad she gets a, like she gets her moment to shine throughout constantly throughout the show. Like after, especially after how she starts off in the seventh. So yeah. Well, she grow, she, I don't know if I would say courage, but she definitely realizes the person she wants to be. Uh, um, not yeah. the person that her mom or whoever else was trying to force her to be. And she's like, no, fuck that. I'm, I'm a superhero. I'm going to save and help people and whatever else. So yeah, she, no, she is really, really great. I thought, um, and then the last member of the seven, of course, is Anthony Starr as Homelander, the Superman equivalent role. 
Um, absolutely an evil son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's no way around it. And Anthony Starr is, I mean, it's, if you hit, listen to what you want to watch, I'm a, I'm a big fan of him from uh, Banshee is my thing. But he him in this role is so different to Banshee. And I'm really enjoying seeing him in this because it kind of shows the the range, I guess, he has an, as an actor. So I'm, yeah. I'm quite enjoying this a lot. And he is really good at playing this fucked up character. Like, it's just a little nuanced things that I love so much because it like, would be very easy to play a dark Superman and be like glaring and evil looking and stuff. But it's just like the things we can tell is getting antsy. It's just like the little eye twitches or like the, the lip, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like these little fucking details that you could just tell like on the inside, he's like, wanting to murder someone and then how easy he can kind of switch on and off between like, I like ladies and gentlemen, you know, smiling for yeah, the civilians and stuff. And the, then he just turns around and he can, he's just like, fuck them fucking ass, you know, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Him and Carl Urban are the yeah. absolute standouts to me, but wh- how do you feel about him? Yeah. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Just a scary force. Just every time he's in a scene with either like Maeve, uh, Queen Maeve or the Sitwell, like you never know what he's going to do, especially with that baby all the time. Freaking hell, yeah, not just great. Evil, it, it's just great performance, but a scary sort of figure. Yeah, yeah. just watch him, that baby crying, and then his eyes will just be like his eyebrows and stuff. Yeah, just like, he's just like, Doesn't oh, care. is he just going to fucking murder this baby in a second? You wouldn't put it, you wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I am. Um, they they kind of do him so well because he's so fucking evil that you cannot wait to see him die. You know, hmm. so as an audience member, it's like. You're, you're kind of hooked into this journey, just wanting to see him killed. <laughs> as, as fucked up as that sounds, yeah. it's like to, to have such a good bad guy and have someone so good at playing yeah. the bad guy that you just, it, it is like that Game of Thrones effect. You know what I mean? Like Game of Thrones, one of the reasons people loved watching it is because as much as you hated the villains, the, the reason you watched is because you was like, you're like, oh, just fucking kill that fuck, you know? And I I, I, yeah. I, I think he has a similar sort of effect to that. Just like, I can't wait till this fucking prick dies. Yeah, he's so much more powerful than ever in Game of Thrones. Well, yeah, you true. saw him fuck up all those the terrorists or whatever? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That but, was a scene. That, that was a scene, yeah. <laughs> um, so going off this, I'm, I'm going to switch this around a little bit here, but I have this whole thing where I was trying to pitch this to some people recently and I was saying, I comparing it to Watchmen. Now I want to know if you yeah. if you feel like this is a or how you would describe this show, I guess, because I don't think the comic is anything like Watchmen. Obviously, the comic of Watchmen is a very yeah. serious work of literature. <laughs> the comic of the the boys yeah. is fucking dick jokes and fucked up blood guts, whatever else. But I I'm only comparing the TV shows because I think they're both like. Shows about superheroes, but they're not superhero shows in quotation marks. You know, they're not your stereotypical superhero stuff. And they're trying to have a say about like, you know, it's like, who watches The Watchmen? It's like, what do you, what would happen in a real world? Watchmen's about what would happen if there was a real life Superman or something like that. And that's what you get with Mr. Manhattan and who would control them? Yeah. What would the government do? All these sorts of questions. That's what Watchmen is. And the, the TV show version of The Boys is a lot more serious about asking like, well, if we did have superheroes... Yeah, look at all the fucking corporations in the world. They would try and monetize them. What would people with these powers do? What if all the people who got powers were fucking psychopaths and yeah. all these sorts of things? And I feel like the show is sort of similar in that fashion, or do you think it's like a weird comparison to make? Because that's literally how I've been pitching it to people. 
I mean, it is a weird comparison because obviously, which Watchmen has such a, it's set at such a time, and then it's got all these other layers and that sort of thing to it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can understand where you can see comparisons of it being a non-conventional superhero story. Yeah. Well, what would you? Because I'm like, I have to, you have how to, would I pitch the show? Yeah. Well, how would you pitch the show to, to people? Do you reckon? I would just say it's a show about an evil Justice League. <laughs> You're not very good at pitching. <laughs> I feel like that that's just the easiest pitch. Yeah, I guess. Just to get people in the door. It's like, what if superheroes were sucked? I know. Whenever I'm trying to pitch people, I always, because they always do that thing of like comparing it, you know, like if you like thing, then this thing is like thing. So my, my thing in yeah. this case is Watchmen. That's my mo- closest thing I could think of. I the think boys. That, that's probably the closest comparison. I can't like, None of the Marvel stuff will, well, I guess Justice League, like the scene where Superman goes crazy, but that's about it. I guess so, yeah. Because it's like, oh, you could be like, oh, but how about like Kick-Ass? Because that's a mature thing. But it's like, it's nothing like Kick-Ass at all. Like, no. Yeah. So Kick-Ass, they're like celebrating superheroes. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, talking about where we kind of wrap this up and where we see it going into season two of the whole. So I'm going to throw it out there straight away. Uh, we see... Gina Carlo Esposito introduced briefly as Stan, the, who's the CEO of Vought Industries. Um, he's definitely going to be one of the big players for season two. Yeah. He's a big actor. I don't see they're going to introduce him as... Well, they killed off the main like Vought American person. So somebody has to fill the void. Yeah, and I... I, I th- I think if that's what's if that that's how it's going to work out, that Homeland is then going to be dealing a lot more with um, him. That's going to be really interesting dynamic because the way they introduce that character and the way they have that one scene where uh, he he has that script written for him and he chucks it in the bin and then she points out that Stan wrote that script and Homeland is like oh, he like turns around he goes gets that script so it kind of shows you that even he's somewhat afraid of Stan and I'm like does this person have superpowers or something? Like, is there some reason that he's more afraid of him? Like what's going on there? Um, and then we get that brief scene where teases, there's some sort of power play there and he kind of sits, sits up in his office all day and never leaves or something like that. So I, I think he's going to be a big player, stuff. big player in the next season. But how, how do you reckon we're going to go with season two? Now you've read a lot more of the comic than me, obviously. So don't, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, obviously they've got to resolve that last cliffhanger with their kid thing. Yeah, with him revealing that Homelander's got a kid who's pretty much Homelander Junior. So I suspect he whisks the kid away and they go live. Him trying to groom him into his protege, I guess, and then I suspect that doesn't end well. Yeah, I'm. I don't know how that all plays out because I'm like, will Homelander just literally kill his wife there in front of? Uh, in front of Billy, is that what's going to happen? He's going to take the kid and fuck off. Will Will Homelander purposely not kill Billy because he it just wants to kind of torture him by he thinks in belief is beneath him or whatever? Yeah, yeah, like literally just wants to kind well, of. Well, he enjoyed. I feel like he enjoys the. He enjoyed like the confrontation. So maybe something to do. <laughs> yeah, get bored a bit. So yeah, I, I don't he's, know. How- he believes he's so untouchable that like if it's somebody to try and do something to him. I want to. He set off a bomb in his face, yeah, and he that's true. got them both away. So that also showed how Billy gave zero fucks as well. If he uh, also that baby is surely dead. Oh yeah, for sure. There's no way that baby survived. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the same room. They got blown outside or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't. Well, 
so we have Billy over here with Homelander and stuff like that. It's like, how the fuck does that resolve? I don't really know. All of them are going to live for some amount of time. I don't. I definitely don't see anything crazy happening right there and then. Maybe Homeland just takes off with the kid, but le- le- leaves Billy with um his wife there because you need to have that conversation between Billy and his wife to find out why you know yeah. they need to have a confrontation what? and a, and a talk about why she's been hiding him and why she kept the baby. Why you know what I mean? Like there needs to be some sort yeah. of conversation of resolution what, what, why she didn't come for him for help or anything like this like was she forced to was it her choice blah 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 they'd have all these things play out and then of course you got the a-train thing with starlight as i said i i just want starlight to um a-train to die starlight's then gonna go back and pretend to play knights with everyone else for as long as she possibly can i guess um and then we got huey and the rest of the team officially running off i guess they meet up with billy at some point and they start their plan of action what's next but I, I don't, because in this season, they only show, it's like, there's the seven, and that's it. They never tease any other, like, mini super. Well, there's the, there's the teenage kicks that A-Train used to be on. And they then do briefly mention Haley Joelsman's person used to be on and that sort of thing. I guess they, they do get, briefly. Uh, there's a couple of smaller teams, but there is a whole world of different superhero teams and stuff that they haven't explored. So. Yeah. Which they, Potentially they could do that, but I feel like they're so focused on the seven. Yes. I'd be surprised. That's my thing. Unless they start working for the FBI. Like That's my thing. I just Or CIA, whichever one it was. With how fast this season kind of got them to all to confront, you know? Like I'm just like, how do you string this story out for too many more seasons without it, it how do you explain itself, yeah. that if they're off killing other superheroes or whatever? That Homelander at any stage doesn't just find them, kill them, and all sorts of like. I'm ready to be proven wrong, but I just feel like having this season so fast be like, here's a confrontation, here's the thing, blah, 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 blah. As much as, as I said before, it kind of feels like a prologue because it spends so long setting up the team. It also feels like the second last chapter somehow, <laughs> you know, so mm. close to the end yet so far. It's really, it's, it's really quite weird. Yeah. Um, do you have any uh, final thoughts on the boys then? No, it's really good. Um, I'd be interested to see if they add more people to the seven because now they're down to five. The five. So. Had <laughs> to change our name. Don't think for branding reasons they can keep it no, at five. No, I don't, don't think they can either. But yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us on this review discussion. Make sure you give the video a like if you're watching the video version over at youtube.com slash Explosion Network and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. You can follow me on Twitter at Vivaldil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L and you can follow Ash on Twitter at Ashley Holby, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y and you can follow Explosion Network on Twitter at Explosion Pod. Check out ExplosionNetwork.com for all our other reviews, news, videos and podcasts including what do you want to watch, our movies, TV and media podcasts which you will find on all podcast services as well as youtube if you have any thoughts about anything we've talked about today drop them in the comments below and answer this question or tweet your answer to it should they add terror in the next season the answer is yes they should add terror in case you don't know terror is the dog's name from the comic book oh yeah ash's face was like you see him briefly ash's face was like what no they should add terror to the comic They, they haven't done it because Terra does some weird. He was in the flashback. Yeah, but I want him. I want him part of the team. He's part of the team. Maybe he died. No, he's part. Of the Maybe team. he was killed. Terra's part of the team. I want him back. Yeah. Should they add Terra? The answer is yes. Thank you. We'll see. More you. dogs for shows. We'll see you in the next one, boy. <laughs>